I've been talking about this for, for two years and it's so hard to get people to, to understand it. Coming to you in your speakers from Dubai to all around the globe. This is James Reynolds Traffic Jam Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey there, listener. What's up? Welcome back to Traffic Jam. This is, of course, the podcast show that teaches you how to get more traffic and build a super profitable audience for your website. I am your host, as always, James Reynolds, and we have another excellent show lined up for you. Before we dive in, though, a quick hello and thank you to Steve, Elena and Ralph for dropping in on the discussion for episode 54. I'd love to hear from you, too. And the episode page is the place to comment, ask questions and engage with our guests. So if you have any questions about today's topic and more on that in just a moment, head on over to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 55, where you can also download a checklist that I've prepared to accompany this training, along with a full transcript, MP3 and even more episode goodies. So really all roads lead to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 55. That's trafficjamcast.com forward slash the number 55. So head on over there now, grab your bonuses and then let's proceed with today's show. The Traffic Jam Podcast with James Reynolds. So what are we talking about on today's show? Well, we're coming back once again to Facebook advertising. It's a a topic that we've spoken about a fair amount on recent shows, and that is for good reason. It's a very fast moving platform and there are such amazing results to be achieved on Facebook if you know what you're doing. And there's few that know what they're doing better than today's guest, uh, Keith Krantz. He's from Dominate Web Media. He's the author of The Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising, a book he's co-authored with Perry Marshall, nonetheless, a, a guest on a recent episode here of Traffic Jam. And Keith really is kicking out some awesome results, both for his students and for his clients too. And he's going to tell us all about that in today's show. So let's not delay the content any further. This is episode 55 of Traffic Jam. And here is Keith Krantz from Dominate Web Media. So welcome back, listeners. This is the interview section of episode 55 of Traffic Jam. And joining me today, we've got Keith Krantz. Keith, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be on the show. Well, stoked to have you here as well, Um, especially because we've been discussing Facebook advertising quite a lot in the past few weeks on Traffic Jam. And that is for good reason, because it's a very fast moving platform. And because it is so fast moving, I wanted to invite you on the show to really dig deep into what's working right now. Um, And it does seem that at the moment there seems to be kind of two different views on Facebook ads. Those that saying that it's the cheapest, most highly targeted traffic source they've ever experienced. And those that are saying Facebook advertising is all a complete fraud. So what's your take, Keith? (laughs) Uh, No, that's a great question. This this is a topic that is 
you know, sometimes it's pretty frustrating to me because I see um, some people out there that you might you might read an article or you might see something where somebody is talking about this Facebook being a fraud or or Facebook not you know giving businesses the 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 reach that they deserve when it comes to you know getting organic uh, reach or impressions yeah. or or whether it's just you know this whole fraud of of clicks and, and Facebook um, you know there's this kind of general consensus that Facebook's out to get you that all they want is your money but but really if you really understand what Facebook's long-term goal is, is to have uh, as many long-term advertisers as possible is, is one. But number two is to have the absolute maximum best possible experience for the end user. The end user always wins and it, it goes to getting your ads approved. It goes to getting you know, you know char- how they charge you for their click-through rates, everything. We have a Facebook rep that we get on a phone call with once in a while, every couple weeks, and we can kind of email back and forth any questions. And he basically confirms a lot of this stuff when it comes to Facebook is all about the end user and it's everything. And so they've definitely cracked down because the bummer part is there's there's a lot of people, there's a lot of marketers out there that are abusing the system. Okay, they're 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 running ads that are kind of just scammy and spammy. And so what happens is 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 they have a system that. It's kind of automated, and so there's sometimes you get good marketers that kind of get lumped in there. But if you truly understand what Facebook wants and what kind of content that they want you to to promote using the, their ad platform, you'll get your ads approved, and you can really take your business to the absolute next level and beyond if you really understand what they want you to use and what the right kind of process is to use for Facebook. And what type of content are they looking for? You know, outside of it being sociable, warm, fuzzy content that people are going to engage with. What are the requirements of Facebook really looking for? We don't want to, I mean, I don't want to digress too much into this whole topic, but at the same time, basically what they're looking for is good, valuable content. So what they don't want is the big thing that Facebook is against is anything that has to do with unreasonable claims. So if you're talking about specific amounts of money that you can help people, you know, make or increase, that's that's not going to get approved with Facebook. Or if you're talking about a lot of times, you know, before and after type of things, weight loss projections, those types of things, Facebook is is definitely against. And so sometimes very good businesses can get their ads disapproved and things like that. But once they adjust things a little bit, like for example, we, you know, the funny thing is, is I got a little story about this is we have a client that has a legitimate business. They target high level, higher income individuals and they sell high end coaching. And for for about a couple of weeks there, about a week or two, we we started getting our ads approved, and so we we kind of reached out to to that our rep, and we're trying to figure out why. And, and basically, it was because we were we had specifics in the ad copy about you know the amount of income that they can increase. So the funny thing is, is we we mm-hmm. changed that up on the ad. We also changed that up on the landing page to be a little bit more general. And we'd already been ramping up our our landing page conversion rate. We kind of bumped it up over a period of about a month from twelve percent up to twenty seven percent in this market. And then we actually changed the copy to be less, um, you know, about income specifics. And the opt-in rate went from 27 to 47%. And I, I talk about this wow. in some of my webinars, but it's pretty, yeah. So we actually, we call it Facebook OK in the actual like lead pages, the name of this page. And then if you look at the conversion rates, it jumped from <laughs> 27 to 47. So what's that mean? It means the users, that's what they want. They don't want you talk. They want more uh, stuff that's just be as real as you can. That's the key. And if you are, and if you have a good, if you're offering value, whether it's content, but not hypey at all, 
completely very just uh, dumb it down as much as you can as far as not showing projection type of things and 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 you can just you can blow up your business. It's, it's crazy what you can do. When we've generated literally uh, over 200,000 leads and subscribers, several million dollars in sales in dozens of different industries with dozens of different clients over the last few years with Facebook. So we know it works. There's no question. That's interesting because it's what you just stated there is almost counterintuitive to us marketers who are always trying to be specific with yep. results, right? I and mean, we're trying to really lay it down is this is the result that you potentially can achieve and this is what others have specifically been able to get themselves but on facebook it's working in the opposite way which is very very interesting i don't know maybe you can throw some light on why that is but it's certainly uh, certainly a counterintuitive um you know metric there for sure big time a big time and so d take what i said with a grain of salt because the one thing you have to realize is every situation and i'm talking to everybody you the listener listening to this podcast right now is every situation is different. That's one reason why I love using lead pages because we can test so many different things so easily. And just because, you know, I have a lot of experience and one of my good uh, skill sets is coming up with good, compelling headlines and helping clients craft their offer and change it up to really be appropriate for the Facebook ecosystem and come up with good headlines and, 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 head, and sub headline copy and stuff like that. So I have a lot of experience and so I have a lot of training in that in industry, but it's, it's very just, this is a perfect example of just because somebody is teaching, you need to be very specific with the end results. Just like you just said here about you know 30 seconds ago, it's not always the case. It's not always the case. So you still have to get very strong benefit-oriented copy, but be careful uh, just taking everything that you hear from other people because I feel like the really the trend is going in that direction where it's uh, not quite as, you know, people are, their radars are up, their antennas are up listening for, the, for people mm -hmm. that are overhyping. Even if your stuff isn't hypey, sometimes the subconscious mind can take it that way if there's just one or two words in there and, and with facebook a lot of this stuff is 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 automated so they're robots that are looking for these trigger words mm -hmm. and so like our ad was disapproved and it wasn't manually it was it was automated so they they have a fairly small group of people in that section in austin which is the, where their kind of agency support is and also where their the the compliance division is and it's a very small division so people have to realize in most cases your ads are being disapproved by a, a robot yeah, interesting stuff. Well, let's talk about the kind of the, the juicy, important bits. Let's start talking about funnels. I know that's something that you're heavily invested in and you, you almost look at the funnel way before you even look at things like ad copy and the offer that you present to people. In your experience, what's working really well on Facebook right now in terms of a well-designed funnel layout? One of the best things that works on Facebook is webinars. The, the, the best way to really be able to sell something to a visitor that is fairly cold, they might be warmed up a little bit by the time they attend your webinar. Hopefully they are. That's the great thing about webinars is that you can really, you have some a lot more time. So I love webinars. However, sometimes with Facebook ads, uh, driving absolute cold traffic into a webinar, it might not be the best situation. It just depends on your funnel. If you have a really good video on your webinar registration page mm. and it's very detailed and you give somebody the ability to really get to know you and get you know build that authority and trust quickly then you can drive cold traffic into webinars in some cases uh, we have clients that have a, a really strong lead magnet and then they have a webinar registration you know on the thank you page or they might use 
a webinar as the, the next step for people that don't convert initially after they opt in and then land on some yeah. type of a, a low ticket sales, you know, sales pages or, or, or offer. So the one thing I can say with Facebook is this is a little bit more of a general consensus is remember that Facebook, the social network. So anything that you can do to engineer a process to quickly get somebody to, to, to like you and trust you. Yeah, that sounds general. But what I mean is things like using video testimonials. So a lot of cases, if we have a webinar registration and a client, let's say it's cold traffic and people don't want to register for a webinar and you know block out an hour or two of their day, two or three days down the road, then what we might do is we might say, hey, do you have a video testimonial? And if they have a video testimonial, then we'll run a Facebook video ad. And then in the post copy, you know, or the base that you can put your text in the post, we'll put the details of the webinar, the benefits they're going to get, and then the link that takes them right to the webinar registration page. And then on that video, you can put a little kind of lower third overlay that has a call to action that says, click the link in this post mm-hmm. to register. And so now what you're doing is you might be driving cold traffic, but they're really not cold because they've already watched a, you know, 30 second to two minute video of somebody else talking about how awesome your brand or your product is. And that's game changing for us. So we, we love to do that if we can. So we, I love doing Facebook video ads. Uh, if you, and that actually brings me back to another situation. We have a client that sells or a supplement. Okay. It's a $38 supplement and they mm. have an, a great supplement. They help people with osteoporosis basically. Okay. And it's, it's one of the only natural supplements to increase bone density. And we drive traffic from Facebook directly to the Amazon sales page. Now that's, that's counterintuitive to, to most, to anything I would normally tell somebody. This is why, you know, a few minutes ago I was talking about every situation is different and you have to really understand there's no cookie cutter approach with Facebook. The key is figuring out how to get people to know you and trust you immediately. So in this situation, we drive traffic directly to the Amazon on sales page with maybe 70% of our budget. But the only people that land on that are people that have already watched one of the four or five testimonial videos that we're running in, in Facebook on the right column and in the news. So we have a, a really good testimonial of somebody talking about you know their osteoporosis basically almost going away, you know the, basically the symptoms of it. And then mm-hmm. it and then there's a long comment thread. People are commenting. You you don't get as many people when you're running video ads. You don't get as many kind of negative uh, feedback and spammy comments. So those can be good. So. For in their situation, that works well because the only people that are actually clicking through are people that are, are, have already watched the video and maybe have even looked through the comments and then they click on it. So you get less clicks to your landing page or your sales page, but the quality is so much higher. So in their situation, we're, we're positive ROI immediately and people that's a, that's a product that people are ordering month after month after month. So that's just a unique situation to think about how can you do this? So with 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 Facebook, webinars definitely work great. If you're going to sell a physical product, you you have to have something like this in place. Typically, it's it's difficult, pretty difficult to to drive cold traffic to to a physical product. And this, you do a very good job of warming people up and you know educating them ahead of time. In this case, we can, and not in other cases, mm-hmm. you can't do it. So every situation is a, a little bit different. So that's you know that's that's a couple examples. The other thing is that remember with Facebook is people are not laying in bed at night thinking about the solution that your product or service provides. Of course, they're not thinking about your product or service, but they're probably also not thinking about how they can increase their, 
you know, in, increase their, they might be laying in bed at night thinking about how they can increase their productivity, but they might not be thinking how they can use a specific you know, software or service that you provide or, or product. And so in some cases with Facebook, you've got to use Facebook to give them an aha moment. So wake them up and educate them on why they might need your product or service. So you're kind of educating them on the benefit that your product can provide because of the problem that they might not realize that they have or the potential gain that they might not realize they could get. So you, if, if they knew about this amazing product or service that you provide. So it's, it's, it, if that's a little bit confusing, let me know and I can kind of expand on that a little bit. No, that's uh, that's perfect. I was going to add, going back to webinars, that's also been, you know, my experience, you know, trying to sell services from Facebook. I found, you know, it was quite a challenge to send traffic from Facebook to a webinar opt-in and get good uh, conversion rate. But when I was sending it to um, a free opt-in bribe, we tried a, a website analysis report and a few other things. That was a much better, better conversion rate we then just plumped the uh the webinar registration registration on the thank you page and we got super high conversions um and those people that we didn't get with the you know the thank you page we then had a follow-up video sequence where people again at the end of each video there's a soft sell to sign up for the webinar and that was far far better having warmed them up a little bit and got them to sort of taste some of what we could offer before then asking them to you know put an hour aside you know, of their time one week to actually attend a live uh, you know live event online so it's certainly test for your own scenario I'd, I'd vouch for that with my own experience for sure yeah, ex exactly. And so that's a perfect example. So I touched on that. And, and the reason I said in some cases, I've seen a, a few cases where people, because they're because of the way their funnel is just built, just some unique things about it, they they end up getting a little bit better results driving traffic directly to the webinar. But I would say in 80-20 situation, you're going to be better off doing exactly what you just said. And there's a few different reasons why. Think about it this way. Somebody's on Facebook, they're hanging out, they see an ad, and register for this webinar. Even if the potential benefits they're going to get from registering and watching that webinar are good, people have a hard time, you know, realizing that they've got to block off two hours. They don't know who you are yet. You, you know, th those types of things. And it's just, they just don't do it. They just don't want to yeah. spend the time. So if you have a lead magnet that is very, very specific, very easy to consume, you know, a toolkit, a checklist, uh, some kind of a, piece of content that is super simple one specific you know benefit that you're solving one specific problem i love the one thing approach you know you've seen lots of different banner ads and lots of different industries spend millions of dollars giving that one specific tip you know one specific stock that you can you know buy right now that can you know change the game but very specific something that's you know lead pages does a webinar about but they used to do about this talking about how they're the five pieces of video equipment that they use. Mm. It, it works. It really works. And the reason why is because somebody was like, oh, I can add that to my arsenal. I can opt in. Even if I don't know this guy, who cares? Because it's just a quick toolkit that I can now have and I can add that to my arsenal. Maybe it's a website checklist, maybe like something like that. Um, and now they're getting a benefit without having to worry about if they know, like, or trust you. But as soon as they opt in, that's when you now can have a, a great video talking about this amazing webinar that you've got coming up in the next few days. Maybe it's automated, maybe it's not. And 
now you've already given them some value. Plus, they're already in the momentum stage. They're already they've already taken a uh, they're in this micro commitment process. So there's a lot of psychology behind why this works. <clears throat> you obviously understand it. You're doing this. This is one of my favorite types of funnels. One yeah. of my clients that we've spent, we've generated over a hundred thousand opt-ins from Facebook, which is what they do. They they have an opt-in. It's it's okay. We're trying to improve it, but the but they do an automated teleseminar. But the automated teleseminar registration page is on the thank you page, and this way, even if they don't register, you've now got email and you've got Facebook website custom audiences to kind of loop them back to the to the webinar, which is really one of the big things that we're using right now in a massive way is, is, is Facebook website custom audiences, which is Facebook's retargeting, basically a ver- their version of, of retargeting. And we, we could go on for another hour talking about how we're using website custom audiences. Well, it's fun enough, actually going to be my next question. So it's very appropriate that you've moved on to that topic because it is one of the most sort of exciting recent-ish developments, you know, on Facebook for advertisers. So let's have a, a chat about that. What, in your opinion, is the best way to utilize, you know, this new advertising option that exists for marketers? A couple different ways. First thing before I, I, I talk about that, let me, let me, Talk, tell people real quick in case you don't realize 70% of Facebook users are on mobile. So if your funnel doesn't work well with mobile, for example, if you have an order form on the thank you page or you've got this really elaborate kind of process, then you know, you're going to get your best results on the desktop. But what you want to do is you want to figure out a way that you can maybe add something parallel. Maybe you have a, another kind of just basic lead generation uh, campaign or you're, maybe you're driving a lot of traffic to blog posts that are, you know, you have a mobile optimized site and then you can retarget people back to your webinar or back to your physical product offer using Facebook's website custom audiences because Facebook's retargeting, Facebook's website custom audiences are cross-device capable. They are connected to the Facebook account. So if somebody sees your original ad and they opt in maybe on their mobile device, then they're logged in and then maybe two days later or the next day or later on that day, they see an ad for your webinar registration, they can be at their desktop computer on a completely different computer, different browser, and see that ad that you have now in front of them that only is displayed to people that have already opted in, or maybe it's only displayed to people that have already visited your blog. So Mm -hmm. website custom audiences are very powerful in that regard. So what we do is we do two main things basic, keep it to a basics here. We do two main things. One, of course, we do a lot of lead generation into, uh, I call it a Facebook appropriate lead magnet. I've, I've got air quotes, you know, <laughs> above here. We'll edit those in. <laughs> yeah. Our offer. So it's that thing that's very specific. It's very easy to consume. It's, it's, uh, it's not about their product, just very specific. Okay. So we might drive a lot of traffic into that lead magnet, but we know that, that, a lot of people are not going to convert to the next step. A lot of we're going to miss people that convert to the webinar. We're going to get if we're if we're trying to sell something on the next page, like a, a, a low priced offer or something like that, then we're just going to not we're going to lose a lot of people. So then what we can do is we can use website custom audiences. We might run a video testimonial ad uh, with the video testimonial with a link that links back to the the sales page mm-hmm. or to the webinar registration page. But that ad is only displayed to people that have opted in but have not yet converted to a, to a sale or to a, to a registration. So that's one kind of basic way. The other thing that we do a lot of is I, I call it my promoted post retargeting loop. 
strategy of I've, I've talked about this for a couple of years now and we we spend 20 to 30% of our budget with most of our cl- our clients that actually have good content to promote to amplify and we drive traffic to blog posts and so and I actually just did a presentation for Mind Valley down in in Puerto Vallarta 2 weeks ago because it was kind of wasn't really even planned but Ajit the CEO of Mind Valley Media talked about how 20 to 30% of their sales come from this exact strategy and I was super excited because I'm like, I've been talking about this for, for two years and it's so hard to get people to, to understand it because it's harder to measure the ROI. It's harder to measure the immediate ROI from this strategy. And what this strategy is, is, and I talked about this a little bit last year when I talked at James Shramko's Superfast Business event, the second half of my presentation. And it's driving traffic to a very high value piece of content on your, on your website or blog. Maybe it's a podcast where people don't have to opt in to consume the content. That's the key. Okay, so you're no, you're not you're not going to probably get a high conversion rate because you're taking them to an article or blog post. But what you're doing is you're building goodwill. You're building massive goodwill and you're also pre-framing people and warming people up. Now, if you have a, a good website that's designed with some good strong calls to action, maybe good strong uh, sidebar kind of banners that they can click on something in the middle of your post, maybe you've got a pop-up, maybe you have a hello bar call to action bar at the top of your, your site, hellobar.com. And you know, those types of things. But if they if they don't opt in, who cares? Guess what? Because that visitor is now added to your Facebook website custom audience, which is an asset. It's a, it's an asset. I was talking to Molly Pittman who who runs all the traffic and the Facebook ads for Ryan Dice. Uh, about a month, month and a half, two months ago. And she was saying that they were in a, in a meeting, just a small, like five or six of their employees. And Ryan was like, those who have the most website custom audience audiences two years from now are going to win biggest online. Mm. And it's true. It's true because you have to think about that as an, as an asset, like an email list. Yeah. So you can now create follow-up sequences almost with your Facebook ads. So you can run now somebody that landed on your blog, but didn't take action on one of your calls to action on your site. Now you can run an, an ad that that drives them to your webinar registration. But those people that land on that webinar registration are way more warmed up. They're like, oh yeah, that's that cool article I, I read or that cool video I watched from James the other day about how to get more conversions on your lead magnets or, or something like that. And then they opt in and then you get higher conversion rates, you get higher show up rates, and you get higher sales rates. So that's a strategy we like to use. Uh, twenty, you know, twenty to thirty percent of your budget. It's not. It's not going to be your main strategy. Your main strategy is still going to be driving traffic to a lead magnet. But all this stuff helps. And the other thing is that this is what Facebook wants. Mm. Facebook wants you to amplify content. So this is not only a strategy that actually works, but it's also setting you up to be really ready for you know the big changes that Facebook's going to be rolling out over the next two years. Year and a half, two years from now, we might not be able to drive traffic to squeeze pages. Facebook doesn't really like that stuff, and so this is also preparing you to to build a long term sustainable business that you can drive traffic to from Facebook. Yeah, and I think coming back to the core of what this is all about, it's really understanding the platform and the psychology of the people you're actually marketing to, and people are on Facebook to 
consume interesting stuff and to be entertained. They're not necessarily there to make a purchase, whereas they would be perhaps on Google when they're doing a search. So it really is understanding where your, you know, where your prospect is in the cycle and just moving them that next step, building up trust, building up authority so that you can then make an offer at the appropriate time later on. Hey, So let's talk a little bit about the ads themselves. I don't think it's such an important part of the whole process, but I'd like to get your input on where ads are at and what's working right now. I mean, there was a time where the, you know, the smiley woman with the, you know, the red border around it was <laughs> was the kind of the flavor of the day, you know, when we were just really marketing yeah. in the right hand side. What's working right right now in terms of just sort of driving click through rate? Sure, sure, sure. So I'll give you a couple tips. Uh, number one, if you do have some kind of a color, like a background or something like that on your image, the more it can clash with Facebook, that will help your your ad stand out. So it's going to help your click-through rates if you have some kind of a just general background of your you know color scheme that, that is opposite of the main Facebook colors. It doesn't need to be a specific color, but opposite black can be can be good, you know. But bright colors can help, but that being said, this is what I've said, and this is what I talk about in my book, is in the chapter about images, is that I've never been kind of the one that would create these really bright borders and stuff like that in their images. And, and I know some of our ads have had a little bit lower click-through rates than maybe some people that have these massive, crazy you know, <laughs> images that stand out. But what I like to think about is with Facebook is, it's, it's, yes, it's about the click, but you want quality clicks, okay? Because you want people converting to your website and you want you don't want people bouncing because Facebook penalizes you for that. They they don't talk about this specifically anywhere, but it's it's one of their factors that get that weigh into your price of your click and also to your impressions. So if you have a lot of people clicking on your ad and bouncing back to Facebook, you'll stop you, you'll your click costs will be a little bit higher, but also you'll stop getting impressions and you won't you won't know why. See this all the time with our students. They can't figure out why they can't get any more impressions. They keep increasing their bid and they and it just stops. It's probably because they either got a, some negative feedback on their ad or they have a high bounce rate. And then what you need to do in that case is you basically need to just duplicate that ad set and create a different image or something different to get uh, higher quality clicks. And you just got to pause it because it's you're never going to get impressions on it. It's basically done. Um, so to give you a little bit more you know, specifics on this is, this is the way I like to look at it. With a right column ad, especially in the olden days when the right column ads were smaller and there was more of them, your your first initial uh, strategy or your goal, excuse me, is to get somebody to see your ad, right? It needs to stand out among the noise. So it's got to stand out. So you want it bright, you know, you want an image, maybe just some text, but it's got to be very one or two words. So, so it's big enough for people to actually read. So you got to stand out. Then the next thing is get them to click on it. Then you want them to opt in, right? So however, on a news feed ad, it's different because the news feed ad pretty much takes up the entire news feed above the fold. If you see any Facebook news feed ad, it's, it's big. The images are big. Maybe it's a video. You got the area, the space for copy. So the way I look at a news feed ad is I know that people are going to probably see my ad. Because it's in their newsfeed. If it's targeted, my, my target audience is going to see it. Now, if it's completely just blowing the newsfeed pretty fast, so you, you still, the things about having an image that, a color that stands out, those things are great. Okay. But 
remember, people are going to probably see it. Your goal is to get them to click on it. So with the right column, your goal is to get them first to see it, then to click on it. With the newsfeed, it's more like just a click on it. So think about long-term. How can you get quality clicks? You want high click-through rates because that helps your costs, but how can you get quality clicks? And then when they do click on it, you want them to come to your your landing page ready to opt in. So you're, 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 you're giving an impression here a long-term impression on your brand. So I don't like cheesy images that get just get people to click because in my opinion, it's damaging the long-term brand. So I like using action images. I love, you know, whiteboard. I love using still images. That's the, one of my favorite things to do with clients or with our stuff is just take a video and then just pause it and take a screenshot of it and then add a little call to action text over it. Use Canva for that, C-A-N-V-A.com favorite new app. It's not brand new or anything, but it's just, it's improved a lot lately. Canva.com. It's an amazing app to, to add images, create Facebook images, add really cool overlay text that look like, you know, like a sign or something like that. And so that's a good to app to use, but image, I like those types of things. Sometimes we'll do like the right side of the image is a picture of the brand or the person that represents the brand. And then the left side of the image is some text and then maybe a button of the benefits they're going to get by clicking on it. So those are my really my favorite types of, of images is, is kind of action photos. And then also the more you can brand yourself and build that trust and then have some kind of call to action text on your image is, is, makes a big difference. So on the right column, remember, you can add a little bit more text. So if you do that, just make sure that you know, people can read it and it's not too small. Mm, that makes total sense. Now, there's one question I was curious to ask you before we closed out, and that was based around a, a blog post I'd seen you'd written on your site, which was explaining a concept where you could use Facebook ads to get media attention on the likes of the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. Now, I didn't read it in detail because I'd like you to explain the process here. Um, I'm certainly curious. Would you mind sharing how that works? No, that's a great question. Actually, I originally learned this tip from Dennis Yu. Uh, he's an amazing Facebook uh, marketer, Facebook ads expert, and I've learned some great stuff from him. And he talked about this originally where if you have something of value, maybe it's a third-party article that you have. Uh, maybe it's an article that you got in a magazine or a podcast that somebody was on with your site, for example, and you have credibility content, but it could be any anything. Then what you do is you use workplace targeting. So in Facebook, this has improved a lot. You can target people based on the company that they work for. So you can target people who work at the New York Times or work at San Francisco Chronicle or something like that. And so, or same thing with like, like a news media. Or, and you can also target people based on the title of their position, executives, CEOs, founders, marketing managers, those types of things. So you have a piece of content, maybe it's a blog post. You're probably not going to want to do this to it like a squeeze page. It's got to be some kind of credit, like a content piece or else it's just, will make sense. So, you know, they're not going to know that they're, you're the person seeing that they're not going to know you're targeting them because they work at the New York times. They're just going to think that's being targeted to, they're just in your audience for some reason. So what happens is if you take them to like a credibility piece or just a content piece where you're really providing value and, and something that builds your authority and shows you as an authority, then you can get big, you, you, that's a great way to get written up and they'll reach out to you. And it's happened over and over, uh, to people, uh, to people that, we've taught this to and it's it's a great way that's basically the, the strategy so it's very it's killer just, a killer yeah. i love it 
<laughs> yep. Well, as it happens, I was actually meant to be also recording with uh, Dennis today, as it happens, um, and we pushed it back. So I'm sure he'll be glad that he that he's got a mention either either way, even though we didn't record at this point. So uh, I'll be sure to to dig a little bit deeper with that one. Um, but anyway, oh, cool. Keith, yeah. This has been fantastic, um, and I'm sure our listeners will want to find out a little bit more and dive deeper into some of this stuff. We, of course, will be connecting in the new year sometime when we're both going to be in uh, Sydney speaking. But where can our listener get in touch with you and find out a little bit more about what you've got to offer? Yeah, sure. No problem. Really, just the main website, dominatewebmedia.com. You can go there and you can just, I've got a, you know a ton of free content. I've got some courses and you can you can uh get information on the book too you can go to amazon and find the book so just go to dominatewebmedia.com and and kind of mess around thank you so to you the listener for that resource dominate web media canva and all of the other resources mentioned by keith in today's show head on over to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 55 where you'll find all of those links and you can also join in on the discussion for this episode too so all that remains keith is for me to thank you for coming on i've thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, look forward to hanging out in person real soon yeah i do too absolutely it's a good time talk to you soon james Cheers, man. Bye. So there you go. That was Keith Krantz from Dominate Web Media. And that was, of course, episode 55 of Traffic Jam. Now, remember to get the most out of this training. You should head on over to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 55. That's trafficjamcast.com forward slash the number 55, where you can download the Facebook advertising checklist I've prepared for this episode, as well as get your hands on all of the other bonuses too, which include a full transcript of today's session, a downloadable MP3, as well as some exclusive episode artwork. So to get your hands on all of that, including the Facebook advertising checklist, go to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 55. Now to ensure you don't miss out on next week's episode, also ensure that you're subscribed via iTunes or Stitcher Radio by going to trafficjamcast.com forward slash iTunes and trafficjamcast.com forward slash Stitcher. We end this week's show as we do every show by introducing a traffic jam chosen by our guest. So here we go. This is Keith Krantz's choice. Enjoy the song and I look forward to seeing you back here in about seven days from now. See you then.
You've been listening to the Traffic Jam Podcast with James Reynolds. To know more about this program and to subscribe for future episodes, check out the website, trafficjamcast.com.